0: Hey everybody, this is Robin Thede. I am your host. Welcome to the Randown Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us on this Friday, or whenever you're listening to the podcast. Let's jump right into it. Um, I am here with someone who is very special to me. He's an activist. He's um, a really good dude. He's the founder of the Soze agency. And he's going to tell you about a lot of other stuff he's done. Civil rights hero in my heart. You know, that's what I'm calling you a hero. Wow. Michael Skolnick, everybody, give it up. <laughs>
1: it's my, on my resume. Why not? Civil rights hero, Robin Thede
0: Yeah. Yeah, you just quote me. Just put my Twitter there <laughs> exactly. so they know where to find me. Um, How are you this morning?
1: I'm good, yeah, I'm good. I woke up this morning to the sounds of the Power Rangers and ninja Turtles as yes. my four year old son um wakes me up to cartoons every I didn't 6 AM. even know there were
0: cartoons in the morning anymore. <laughs>
1: yes, in my house,
0: so th- let's just jump right into it. The show last night we had so much to talk about. As you know, there's so much going on in the news. Uh, many many of the stories. Revolve around men and what they're doing to women and what they're doing to other men Um, So we talked about John Conyers resigning last night. We talked about Al Franken resigning Mm. last night There were just so many people we had to cut the Roy Moore part because it was just too many guys Mm. But you saw the Time magazine cover right this week. What did did you think of that?
1: Well, I think if we looked at the reaction to Trump as compared to the reaction to Obama when Obama was elected in 2008 I think the the visceral reaction from the right was racism and the Tea Party and the birther movement that right, emerged. Right. I think the reaction to Trump after um, a month before the election, the guy, a tape comes out of him bragging about uh, him being a sexual assaulter, Amazing. Uh, that women, starting with the Women's March in, just about a year ago, women stood up and said, if we couldn't get him out of office, yeah. um, Enough is enough. And when make voice is heard. And so this year has been uh, led by women, uh, brave women, courageous women. And uh, the most recent uh, past few months of women coming out and sharing their stories of sexual assault and sexual harassment has been incredibly inspiring. But I do think for men, as a man, I think for men, uh, we have uh, deep, deep conversations we have to have with ourselves about how we have—
0: And each other. And
1: each other. um, How we have um, been complicit.
0: Yeah. What do you think the hardest thing is for men right now? I I tend to think that men don't know where the line is anymore, right? Especially men in entertainment, men who were involved in in positions of power. I think it's hard for them to now reassess and redefine what's okay and what isn't.
1: Yeah, I think as a father of a four-year-old son, certainly, you know, those are conversations I need to have with my child at a certain point. But what does an enthusiastic yes mean? Right. Like, how do you get to an enthusiastic yes and I think for many men who I've spoken to over the past few months um, and men who we consider to be conscious look back at their life and say shit like when I was 24 when I was 27 that one night she left crying right or that she, was you know, bad Like she, yeah. she, she got up at 3am and like right. packed her shit and like left the room right. and like right. what was that about right. and that was probably a bad night yeah, um, but but for most men, we look back at them and say, "Well, we didn't do anything wrong; it just ended badly." Right. But for some women, they interpret it as assault or rape, or um, you know, a really bad, bad situation they they caught themselves in. So um, I think for men, it's it's a, a day of reckoning for us uh, to realize that we have to have conversations yeah. about the enthusiastic yes.
0: I love that definition. I love hearing enthusiastic yes because then there's no room for misinterpretation. There's no room for he said she. Said said Um, and the other thing about that is you know at the end of the day can we hold people accountable for things they did 40 years ago if they've lived a life differently since that's the big question because a lot of people are saying well this happened 10 years ago this happened 20 years ago should they be accountable for it now how do you reconcile that
1: I mean, I'm, I work a lot in, in criminal justice and, and mass incarceration. I certainly believe in second chances, and I believe that people have the right to get right. Um, but I also think they have to show they want to. Uh, and right. if we look at many of these situations, sadly, while some of might happen thirty, forty years ago. Um, there's a continuation of that behavior yeah. of abuse or assault or harassment. Uh, for many of these cases, in the, in the case of John Conyers, women who have come forward, yeah. uh, coming forward in the past few years, right, uh, or Matt Lauer, or Matt Lauer. I mean, they know, came
0: forward from last week.
1: That's right. Over, so, so, <laughs> so, so, so I think that if if we dug deeper. Um, we would find that this behavior continued. Yeah. Um, sadly, I don't think there are many men who have completely shifted, especially men in power, especially men who have abused yeah, that power. that's Harvey right. Harvey Weinstein, Come um, on. Rose McGowan, uh, was raped 17 years ago. Yeah. Uh, but Harvey Weinstein was doing this up until the moment he, he was, got caught. you know, caught.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. I think you're right. And I think you know if you're that guy. You know what I mean? I think by now, these guys are, like, just waiting for the other shoe to drop, you know? It's like... Is that the phrase? <laughs> Close. I'm not good with clichés. The point is, um yeah, I think it's I think it's a really wild time but it does feel like a revolution. It feels like when I saw that time cover, you know, um in the the breadth of the people that were in it, particularly in the video, the companion video, I thought it was really interesting to hear Terry Crews speak up, to hear um, Kevin Spacey's accusers talk about this stuff throughout the last couple months. I mean, it's just, you know, it's amazing to hear men share their stories as well because I think that's the part that really I think black women and men in general just don't get heard and don't get. Uh, it's not that people don't believe them. I just don't think they care.
1: Well, and, and and the the hero in this is Tarana Burke, right? Who ten years Absolutely. ago as a black woman, you know, came up with the phrase "Me Too" Absolutely. and wasn't listened to, right? And Alyssa Milano, who's a friend, who is also a hero in this, yeah. elevated Tarana right. and was and was told that Tarana was the one who came up with this and embraced that. Um, and to see Tarana, and not just Tarana, but to see women in so many industries and men, yeah, right, to see people who work in 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 the, in the Uh, hospitality industry, or folks who work in the agriculture industry, or in the restaurant industry. This is pervasive across American culture, and across the world for that matter, but really across American culture. It's not just Hollywood. It's not just sports. It's not just people in the music business. It's folks all across every industry. And to see women celebrated in their bravery and their courage by Time Magazine, uh, I felt was... um, the right thing for them to do.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think about, you know, Gabrielle Union, who's a friend, and she was, you know, she's been sharing her story for years. She got raped in the back of her minimum wage job. You know what I mean? This is happening, like you said, it's happening in hotels. I think about hotel workers and home health care aides, like people who are in these vulnerable positions where men like to answer their door naked. Just, you know, with their junk hanging out. It's like, who is helping them?
1: I was with Gabrielle in, I want to say, six or seven years ago. Um, She was testifying in front of the Senate Judiciary Committee about her um, rape when she was 17 years old. And um, we sat in the restaurant the night before uh, preparing for that testimony. And she has been... A hero in all of this for years for years and she said it recently that you know it wasn't until white women came out yeah. that this became an issue but i think that has to also be unpacked how black women have been and women of color have been uh speaking on these issues for so long but yet ignored that's right uh, even celebrities and yet ignored um so love to her and well,
0: right and, uh, if gabrielle union's getting ignored yeah, you know, then
1: tarana burke is
0: c- not yeah. getting the retweet i mean come on Come on. But the good thing is, I think there's a wave now to try to make it right. But like with the Women's March and like with this momentum against 45 and all those sorts of things, like, it can't be a fad. This has to be the way things are now. This has to be that when black women speak up, they're heard just as much as anybody else. And when white women speak up, they're heard. You know, I mean, for the, I would I would venture to say that they were saying, you know, they haven't been heard for years either. But, you know, there's layers. Like you said, it's a lot to unpack.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, now, it's interesting, too, because... As a man who's involved with civil rights, and I know you're a self-proclaimed feminist, you have a history with you know many of the men who have been, just because of the circles you work in, um, you and Russell Simmons worked together for many years. Do you wanna talk a little bit about how his recent revelations have impacted you or?
1: Yeah, certainly. Um, you know, I love Russell, and, and Russell's a mentor, and Russell's a friend, and um, Russell was my former boss for eight years, and yeah. a partner, um, but I'm terribly disappointed. Um, and sad um, in what has come out Uh, I certainly um, first and foremost uh, it isn't about me and how I'm feeling but it's about how the women uh, who have been impacted uh, by his actions and by others' actions they should come first and by of course the men as well who have been um, who have come out over the years of other accusers Um, but you know it's painful when it's a friend Uh, and I think Sarah Silverman uh, talked about it beautifully about Louis C.K. Uh, there are people in our lives who we love and who have done things that have hurt people. And in this case, it's Russell Simmons, who I love. And um, it's been painful to have conversations with him and very honest conversations. Um, I'm, I'm glad that he uh, has spoken his truth. I'm glad that he... Um, is looking inside and, and looking back at his life as we just discussed, of where he might have hurt people over the past you know 40, 50 years of his life. Um, but you know, Harvey Weinstein, uh, I'm a consultant on a film on Trayvon Martin that Harvey and Jay Z were executive producing. Wow. Uh, and I had I went on TV when the revelations first came out and said, Rose McGowan's a friend of mine, Ashley Judd is a friend of mine. Wow. Um, so uh, He's not Harvey's not a friend of mine, but I was disappointed to be involved in a project sure. that he was associated with. Kevin Spacey gave me my first money for a, a, a off Broadway production I did when I was 18 years old in 1996. He invested in a, in a show that I produced. So it's
0: Michael. It feels like you're the common denominator. Uh, that's not good.
1: <laughs> that's not good. Like, I'm not going to say you're guilty, a guilty guilty by association.
0: You know, no, but that's crazy, right? And I think about and I just want to mention Jenny Lumet, who came forward mm-hmm. um, about Russell, just so I can speak her name and give her. Credit for coming out. I think that it is complicated. and reg- But, you know, at the end of the day, I think it's like regardless of our personal relationships, the pain that these women feel and these men who come forward... And, and share their truths, like you said, supersedes anything that we feel. So That's right. you and have to be able to speak out about even people that you care about. Because here's the thing. I was saying this about John Conyers. He's a civil rights legend. That's right. Founding member of the CBC. Helped push the reparations bill from the beginning. You know, uh, helped get Martin Luther King Day a national holiday. But none of that matters at all mm-hmm. when women say, he ruined my career because I wouldn't have sex with him. That's right. Like, they, you, can, you can do amazing things, but you can also also be a predator that's
1: right and, and that's
0: what people have to know
1: and I think what Jenny wrote um, was painfully brilliant yeah um, I th- you know I read it and um, it was as a, as a writer you know I think it was just um, powerful uh, and look I believe women yeah right and 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 I think that we've created a culture uh, in this country um, that has questioned women for far too long when yeah. it comes to this issue yeah um, and when you have a statute of limitations on rape uh, that that there shouldn't be, I believe. Um, so many men over the years have gotten away with it. Right. Uh, because it's he said, she said. Right. And, and all I, they have
0: to do is keep them quiet for 10 years. And that's
1: it. And yeah. so I believe them. I believe women. Yeah, and same. I stand with them. And, and, and I, my love is, is with all of those brave women who have come forward.
0: Yeah, me too. Kudos. I just want to say, like... Anybody who's out there feeling like you can't come forward or you're going to suffer because of it, find your tribe. There's so many resources out there for women and men who need to talk about these things. And I know, look, I know at the end of the day, this is a comedy podcast, <laughs> but this is the stuff that's going on in the news. And and I knew you were going to be here and you speak so brilliantly about it. And I just think it's important to talk about. So let's move on to a little, a uh, little bit of lighter subject. We um, had a lot of fun last night on the show, also talking about Kaepernick getting his uh, legacy award from Beyoncé, from Queen
1: with <laughs> The surprise. And
0: do you even need an award after Beyoncé just comes out and introduces you? I feel like that's award enough, you know? She looked amazing. Not that we need to judge her on her appearance, but she gives us that gift every time. Um, uh, what do you think about the work Kaepernick is doing? He was recognized by the ACLU and ESPN this week. Do you think he's moving the needle? Do you think he'll play again? Uh, Those are two totally different questions. Feel free to answer. Yeah,
1: I, you know, I played football for 10 years, so I have some uh, idea of how good of a quarterback he is. Certainly, he's got to play again. Um, he's a hell of an athlete, and he deserves to be in the NFL, and he's been blackballed in the NFL, and it's, and it's yep. disgusting. Yep. And, um, and every player in the NFL should stand with him because it could happen to them, too.
0: This is what. Um, th- thank you. I'm like they act like he's the only one that could that could suffer from this. It's like no, everyone's no one was talking next. about Colin
1: Kaepernick three years ago. Correct. No one was like, oh, Colin's gonna be the one who we're going to get out of the NFL. Right. Right. So it happened overnight, and he's out of the NFL. And he should be in the league. I do think um, the work he's doing is, is tremendous. Yeah. Uh, he's put a million and a half dollars of his own money Crazy. into the community, uh, and I know your rights camps. Right. He's doing across the country. I know the next yep. one's in um, New Orleans. Uh, he's doing incredible work, and and I'm you know I, I chair the board of a foundation uh, called the Gathering for Justice that Harry Belafonte founded 10 years ago oh, yeah, 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 and we just as of uh, three weeks ago are now fiscally sponsoring Colin's uh, organization oh
0: that's fantastic so nice I, work thank yes. you, thank you. <laughs> nice work
1: so I am a proud supporter of Colin Kaepernick
0: why do you hate Colin Kaepernick so much I know um, so you should
1: check out my Twitter feed yeah. it's all like anti-Colin <laughs>
0: anti-Colin
1: <laughs> I just throw darts at his face all day long <laughs>
0: God, you think you'd support him? Um, I am so tired on Fridays, Michael Skolnick. Um, but I'm doing I'm doing important work.
1: <laughs> You're doing great. <laughs> uh, can I say that about myself? Yes, you can. Great. I call you an icon.
0: Oh, an icon! <laughs> Thank you. I'll take it. Um, last night we also oh we talked about the Walter Scott verdict. Yes. The policeman who shot him got 19 to 24 years in jail. Yes. Look at that! Hallelujah! There was some justice.
1: So I mean, is Colin. Without Cameron-
0: that video would he have been convicted
1: no and Never, that's right? and that's the game changer right the game changer is that we got phones in our hands that can play you know take video and, and we can get it out to the world you know if you look at that video the guy who shot that video didn't even give it to the police he gave it to the new york times because he was afraid the police weren't going to do anything with it Don't that should something. show you enough yes. of where we are with yes. you know how black folks believe the police are on their side he didn't even trust the police to do anything with it so he gave it to the new york times Smart. um you know walter scott uh, was murdered um, and the police Shot officer the, the police officer who did it uh, deserves to be in jail. And finally, uh, you know, we got one. Uh, but there are high- I think there
0: were two. One other one went to jail uh, in nineteen fifty seven, I believe. No, yes, in case. Yes. <laughs>
1: that was part of your no, sketch it's true. last yeah, night. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. No, it's crazy. I think that um I think at the end of the day, this is an example, but I said last night it shouldn't be a surprise. It should be the standard. When you have clear evidence that someone is shot in the back while not posing a threat to you, I don't understand how you can take someone's life, especially when you see these videos of white dudes who are just punching police in the face and they get nothing, you know? It's amazing.
1: And we see cases like Ayanna Jones in Detroit, Michigan, seven-year-old girl who was killed by the police, who the cop went to trial three times and a mistrial all three times. Wow. Right? So even when, and she was shot, you know, sleeping. Right. Right. And it wasn't, and she was seven. Yeah, she was a threat. Um, So to see this happen uh, and to get justice in this case, um, I hope we see more. um, But it certainly was, you know, like finally.
0: Yeah. It was a, we could breathe for a second. Yeah. What? um,
1: Until Trump tweets again.
0: Until Trump tweets again, which I'm (laughs) sure he's doing right now. Last night, we also uh, did uh, a piece about black cemeteries. And I don't know if you saw it, but basically it was an expose on. The fact that there's black cemeteries from slavery days um, that are these historically black cemeteries that are just in complete dis- disrepair and disarray. Basically, there's one cemetery in Virginia where they just dumped, backed up a truck and dumped garbage on top of, broke headstones. They're just overgrown. It looks like forests. You wouldn't even know that a cemetery was there. And the Virginia governor, Governor McAuliffe in uh, Virginia, did allocate funds to clean clean them all up in his state. Um But, you know, there's pastors and churches that are really taking this responsibility on themselves and going out there and doing the work. Um, You know, it's interesting. It's like not even that issue specifically, but how do you get awareness for things like that in the age of Trump? You know, how do you make people care about something that's really important and that would never happen to, you know, majority white cemeteries? Um, How do you make people care? I'm just asking you because you're such a like. Social justice, civil rights advocate—you make White people guy. care. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> but like, but like, you're really good at stirring up passion in people. How do we make that happen for causes like this?
1: Well, I think if you look at what's happening even today uh, with uh, Trump going to Mississippi to open a civil rights museum, oh, and, God. and John, John Lewis, Lewis said he's not going. John Lewis says he's not going, and then you know uh, Sarah Huckabee to say that you know if he doesn't want to go to honor civil rights heroes, then he doesn't have to go. Oh, Meanwhile, they're honoring he him. He is a civil rights <laughs> hero. <laughs> Meanwhile, they're honoring him. Yes. Uh, so I. I do think that there um, there is a complete lack of. Uh, of dignity for yes. Black history in this country. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to not just the civil rights era, Obama, I think, you know, moved us in the right direction. Right. Uh, the museum in D.C. certainly is an homage right yeah. to the incredible Black history of our country. Uh, but when you look at sort of the unsung heroes, yeah. the things that we're not talking about, uh, the monuments all across the South right. that represent the struggles of Black people, yeah. whether there's cemeteries, whether it's Emmett Till's marker where he was killed, which was um, defaced recently, which was defaced again. right. Uh, that there is, um, we need a, a much greater national campaign, yeah. right, to 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 save, right, these monuments and these these historical markers of our past. I mean, these cemeteries, they're mass grave sites, absolutely, in, in the same way that you know during Iraq or Afghanistan, there's yeah. you know mass grave sites found yeah. of hundreds of thousands yeah. of people uh, who were in one location. So. Um, how do we do it? Um, you know, call Sean King and DeRay McKesson and, <laughs> <laughs> and ask him to tweet about it. But I, I, I think there's, a, there's there needs to be much more emphasis on these things. Yeah. And Trump, Trump, during this moment and during this time, uh,
0: he it, sucks all the life out of it. He sucks all issue. the life out
1: of it, and 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 is going to take us um, an extra fight to get past his nastiness.
0: I always ask people this: Do you think he'll get two terms? I do.
1: Um, I think
0: that's where we are. I think people love this chaos.
1: I think that the jobs report today, um, and he has been a master at branding uh, yeah. his effect in the economy. Yeah. While we are focused on #ThanksObama #ThanksObama, thanks <laughs> um, we have to be very careful about how we frame the economy during this time. Yes. The rich are getting richer. Yep. The poor are getting poorer, and the middle class are getting fucked. And if we allow him to brand the success of any economy or any economic success we have over the next four years as his, yeah, um, then he we'll will, will get a trouble. second term. We'll yeah. be in a lot of trouble.
0: And the thing about it is anyone who has taken a junior high math class would understand that any economic change first of all would not happen in 10 months like this is the product of our past president but which is why Obama's first years were so hard because he was still dealing with the president before him but also that the immediate confidence that I'm using air quotes confidence that was struck in the heart of the financial uh, world is all about racism <laughs> it's like great. Now we have a white president. Now we have more confidence in our stocks and like yeah. you know, it's not like I haven't benefited. Sure, my 401k's gone up. Yeah. But like at the same time, I look at what's going on with the tax bill and all of these things and uh it's just it's just amazing to me how blatantly They will literally kill people. Their actions will literally are are already the the things that, you know, taking letting chip lapse, you know, with health care, letting all these tax reforms lapse, even if they don't push forward aggressive cuts, it will literally kill people in the lower and middle classes.
1: And I would say this, you know, uh, Trump through Russell, um, I've known, you know, over the past 10, 15 years, Trump wrote the forward to Russell's first two books. Wow. Um, So we spent time at Trump Tower. What was your
0: impression when you first met him?
1: He's as nasty in person as he is as president. Oh,
0: okay. So you weren't you know, fooled. You didn't think No, he was this charming. man's
1: nasty. Oh, okay. Um, he's a nasty individual. I've heard sexism, racism, homophobia, anti Semitism with my own ears wow. firsthand. Wow. Um, but back, back then. Why am I surprised? Five I'm years like, wow. Ago, <laughs> five years ago. Right? Of course you <laughs> so, did. Um, you know, it was like, stop it, Donald. Like, stop. And now it's like, damn, you're the president. That's like, crazy. This is, this is a totally different ballgame. Right. And so I think with him, he knows nothing about how America works. Correct. Nothing. Correct. I mean, if his own people said he has an intelligence of a kindergartner, that's a, that's, mm. that's that's his that's national security advisor, yeah. the one who didn't get indicted. <laughs> right? so, so this is his own guy. His other se- secretary of state called him a fucking idiot. Right. These are his yep. own people. Yep. So he knows nothing. But what he does know, I think for the folks who are listening, because we move culture, is that, He is fighting a culture war. Yes. So if you look what's happening in Alabama on Tuesday, it's a culture war around abortion, nothing else. Right. So if you listen to Rory Moore's spokeswoman, she calls Doug Jones abortion Jones. Yes. It's not about pedophilia. It's not about touching a 14-year-old girl. It's about abortion. That's what it will come down to. Colin Kaepernick, black people standing for the national anthem, a culture war. Jamel Hill, a culture war. It's all culture. And so us who are culture makers, if we don't fight back with culture, we're going to lose. That's right. right? And we know culture. We created culture. Hip-hop built the American culture in the past 30 years. So we have a responsibility. So when I see Jay-Z on tour, right? T- on the 444 tour talking about we in yes. the Colin Kaepernick jersey yes. talking about bail reform and Meek Mill that shit matters that's right
0: like and bailing matters. fathers out on Father's Day I yes, still, still want to
1: rock to you know it's a hard knock life I yeah. still want to bounce <laughs> yes, my head yes. right to yeah. N-word in Paris like I still want to yes. hear that 30 times yes. but
0: he said N-word that's, how you, N-word, it, N-word, that's how you do it people <laughs> right. that's how you don't do it that's how you do it don't catch me
1: slipping <laughs> 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 But we have to fight the culture war. Yes.
0: Beyonce did more for Houston than the president did. That's exactly the flood. right. I mean, it's just, it's and crazy. When, and think
1: about when LeBron called him a bum. Yes. Right? That was huge. There were pins made. Yes. You bum. Hashtag you bum. Hashtag you bum. So shout out to LeBron.
0: Yeah, man. But you're right. That's how we fight it. Now I feel pumped up. That's Good. how we fight it. That's let's, how we fight it. Let's
1: rest this weekend.
0: Uh, well, <laughs> no. No rest. No rest. Um, Third act last night, we did... My, I don't want to say my favorite sketch because they're all my favorite. You know, it's like children. But I will say one of the most uh, complete characters I've done in a while, which was a sketch called Passing Me By, which was about uh, Delilah Wells. Yes. Uh, a former black and white film star. Let's play a little clip of that sketch. Get ready to see Delilah like you've never seen her before. Full color. It's a groundbreaking picture where her beauty is sure to shine. Here's to you, Delilah.
1: Victoria, you look stunning tonight. You sure do.
0: Oh, well, you must be a tiger because you ain't lying.
1: What in the world?
0: She's black. Why oh, yes. Yeah.
1: It's a black oh, girl. Would you
0: look at that? How can this be? Ooh, darling. I my money I mean, it's just, it was so wild to play that character and just to see it come to life. Janelle uh, James, one of our writers, Um, and Lawrence Dye, actually, our former writer's assistant, who's now a writer on James Corden show, um, were brainstorming and had this idea for me to play this 1930s character who went from black and white movies to technicolor movies, and no one realized she was black Mm. until she showed up in color. And we just imagined a world in which, you know, the audience would not like that. I don't know. Felt pretty accurate. (laughs) Felt like it was ripped from the pages of history. What was your impression?
1: Um, <laughs> I thought of Meghan Markle and I think of oh, because um, some
0: people didn't know she was right, black,
1: I, yeah. I, I wonder, I, I was thinking last night, like, what if Meghan Markle and Harry's kid decides to marry like a dark skinned black person and then the king of England becomes black, wow, or the queen? So when I saw that sketch last night, right. I was like, I think some like people dark, like
0: darker skin, I think yeah. some people don't know. I think a lot of people don't know. Megan and I actually went to Northwestern together. Oh, you did? Um, She's a good friend of mine. And I think that...
1: Are you going to get invited to the wedding?
0: I'm hoping. (laughs) But her number... I said this last week on the podcast. Her number is not currently working. Mm. So I don't know. I don't know. I think they have to keep her under lock and key. Mm-hmm. I don't think a commenter, and I definitely don't think a host on a BET show talking about Trump this and Trump. Although they can't stand Trump, so maybe they
1: can. not But I think that sketch, the sketch that morals. the sketch last night though does talk a lot about where we are today in America. It does, uh, right? Right. It's not just you know what happened you know, sixty years ago. Meaning the the seventies bit. Of, you know, her coming back and, you know, not being black <laughs> enough, not being black enough. Right.
0: It's the judgment right? that we put on people and how we need them to fit in a racial box.
1: That's right. And I think also, which is a, a deeper conversation within black America around colorism. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Drake certainly um, you know, has a lot to say about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so how you know how we're looking at people in terms of their skin color. And then what happens when we find out that they're not what we expected them to be.
0: Right. And I mean, even I faced that when I came on, you know, when people saw the posters for the show, they were like, who is that? What be BET show. <laughs> Where does she come from? But I think, you know, the moment I opened my mouth, I don't think anyone's confused. But um, but but then there are people who don't want to see, you know, light skin people do this or dark skin people do this. And I just feel like we're in a world. Listen, first of all, dark skin bias is a real thing. Mm-hmm. And that is absolutely true. Mm-hmm. And and darker black skin people are treated uh, you know, much more, especially women are treated much more harshly than anybody else in the spectrum of our color. That's there's no competition. Like I don't know why we try to pretend like there's a competition because there doesn't need to be one. Um, you know, there's no oppression Olympics. You know, <laughs> nobody wins. If you get a gold medal in the oppression Olympics, you still yeah. don't win. Yeah. Um, but but I think my. What I try to use my platform to do is just empower everybody, mm-hmm. is that women, um, black people of all shades and types, and, and who claim it or who don't claim it. I just feel like I'm going to be a resource for you even no, no matter where you are. I'm meeting you where you are. Um, but I think it's important that when so many people are trying to tear us down that we don't need to do it to ourselves. But look, it's deep rooted in history. It's deep rooted in a lot of shit.
1: Does Delilah have a new film coming out in Delilah 2006, does. 17, she does. 18? She, she
0: does. It's the yeah. Meghan Markle story. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Yes. That's
1: what
0: she's the, wedding. The, the wedding. The <laughs> wedding tapes. Yeah. Right. Del- Delilah would probably be dead by now. I think she'd be like 100 years old, so she probably not with us. <laughs> she,
1: Cicely Tyson's still kicking. Yo! On Broadway. First
0: of all, I saw her and so James Earl Jones in The Gin Game, and I was blown away. Yeah. First of all, I don't know how they memorize all those words. And they were not using a prompter because some people will remain nameless, but I have seen them on Broadway who were With sneaking and using a prompter.
1: Mm. But anyway. One of my favorite yeah. moments in life Ooh. was at the 2012 inauguration for Obama. Cicely Tyson sitting in front of me. Oh, my God. And her taking pictures on her cell phone. Oh, my God. Of Obama's inauguration. Yes. And, I, and me taking pictures of her taking pictures yes. of Obama. Uh, to see her like fan out. Over Obama was pretty awesome because she is a legend,
0: and she's still gorgeous. Like I don't understand. Well, the problem is the problem is the thing that makes it also so shocking is that she played Miss Jane Pittman when she was like (laughs) thirty. Yeah and she was like a hundred years old in that movie (laughs) so that's the way that most of us see her in our minds we don't see the like fabulous like legs out you know uh, dancing Cicely Tyson that she started she started out as a little hot bang Mm -hmm. like she was out here a dancer and
1: Delilah she was (laughs) she was
0: was Delilah times (laughs) ten Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Cicely Tyson. God, we need to give these people their flowers when they're here. Mm. Morgan Freeman just turned 80. Like, we wow. got, oh, Lord Jesus, please let them live forever. I can't take it. Well, I'm still not the Well, so you can
1: pray to Jesus He for is him. God, <laughs> yes.
0: Oh, my God. So Cicely Tyson. Cicely Tyson should have played God in a movie. Right? Wouldn't that be good? Yes. 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 What movie? what movie are you making? Oh, that's the Trayvon Martin story.
1: Yeah, it's not going to work.
0: Well, I don't think you want to put Cicely <laughs> Tyson as <laughs> God in good. that. <laughs> um... Hey, we got some amazing tweets last night. We love to shout out our rundown family on Twitter. Uh, Joel Johnson at Silky Soul said, Mm. As an amateur genealogist, I appreciate these efforts to give our ancestor graves respect. Some black elders dismiss the past due to pain, so cemeteries may have stories to tell that they won't. That's deep. Mm. I told you our viewers are smart. They know. know Silky Soul. Silky Soul. (laughs) That's really dope, though. Um, you know, and it's true. It's true. It's what we were talking about earlier. These, these are the places where they're either mass graves mm-hmm. uh, from the Civil War, mm-hmm. uh, soldiers who were fighting, uh, or they're you know, mass graves for slaves. You know, yeah. we're at these major plantations and minor plantations. And, um, and then the Confederate cemeteries are still well-kept, and they still have lots of federal funding. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's an ongoing issue as well. Uh, Angie Cook, ABC in FLA, Shout out to the Rundown BET, our nation's most reliable source of Tanahasi Coats puns, which is true. That's true. We have them in every episode. We, uh, last night, we called Colin Cameron Tanahasi quotes <laughs> <laughs> after he quoted Frederick Douglass. Um, we called somebody Tiganese Coats. Oh, that was, uh, that was Cap. That was also Cap. I don't know if it's Tanahasi or Tanahese, but we just use it however the pun works. How do you say it?
1: Tanahese. It is? Yeah
0: ta works on my tongue a little better sometimes. Can he change it?
1: <laughs> you got a, got a big picture of him on the wall.
0: Uh, he is on the
1: wall. Yes, he's he like,
0: actually is on the wall. Yeah, I love that dude. We got to have him on the podcast slash show. Uh, do you think he knows who I am or has seen the rundown?
1: We can ask Will him. Will you call
0: him? I know you guys are friends. I'm um, trying to be coy. I'm like, do you think he's seen the show? <laughs>
1: we'll bring him to the cookout. Bring him to the cookout. <laughs>
0: He lives in Harlem. He's not far. Um, Andrea Jones, D.R. Andrea J., said, I am living for the hashtag clapback cam. Yes, honey. Hashtag rundownBT. Talking about uh, Sharon Reed who clapped back in Atlanta. uh, When a woman called her the N-word. I can say it. I just don't want to. Um... Uh, after the Atlanta mayor's race. And shout out to Keisha Lance Bottoms, who got elected as mayor in Atlanta, as well as Nakima Williams, who went to Senate, State Senate, uh, and lots of other. That like 750 six, votes. 750 votes, so but they you were think also. your vote doesn't matter. Correct. And also there were like six black women that got elected to Atlanta City Council, mm-hmm. to state positions, to city positions. So all of these votes matter. These are the people, and I always tell people too, it's the people at the local level that's right. who are making the decisions that impact your lives the most. I know we all want to hate Trump and that's easy, but it's your district attorney, it's your city council, it's your superintendent of schools. These are the people that make the difference in your life and in your children's lives. So do not ignore those races. Um, <laughs> we play a little game on the podcast. Yes. Uh, where we ask who's uh, invited to the cookout. And you know, Michael oh. Skolnick, I feel like you are an honorary. Oh,
1: member. that's the best thing I heard all day.
0: So, yes. you can come to the cookout. I'm not sure if you can cook anything. Maybe. De-
1: no. No? Not to show right. you, took <laughs> your, you took yourself out <laughs> of show. show with the, with the biggie double disc.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Perfect. And a CD player, please, because I don't even own one anymore. Um. Uh. So, who's invited to the cookout? We're just gonna go through. Uh, Jeff Sessions. Would he be invited to the cookout?
1: Uh, negative.
0: Yeah, it's a negative. No. Can you imagine if he just showed up? If he showed up. Beauregard. Yeah. Sir. Did
1: what? you see him yesterday in, in, in testimony? Or, or no. The, the, in, the intern. He the, no, the again? intern. The intern asked him about um, black people in the relationship, black community in the relationship with the police, and he said, "Oh, it's only a problem in Berkeley." What? So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Only a problem in Berkeley. And the intern was like, uh, I think you haven't been in the black community.
0: Why do yeah. old racists live so long?
1: That's a good question.
0: I'm not saying I want him to die. I'm just wondering why they live so long. <laughs> he is so, but the thing about Jeff Sessions is he's smart as a whip. He's out here educated in his racism. Mm-hmm. And ex- <laughs> except for what black people are in the, uh, but he's just saying that because he's trying to downplay it. He knows exactly what the problem mm-hmm. is in this country because he's fostering it. That's right. He stripped away every civil right uh, pretty much that Obama gained for— In 10 months. In 10 months. Yeah. He has uh, completely eliminated— With a smile. With a smile. He eliminated all civil rights uh, uh, investigation safeties, basically. Just cut them. In any workplace, not just with police. Mm -hmm. Just if you're at your job and you're like, hey, I think there's been a civil rights violation. Sorry, you have no recourse. That's Jeff Sessions, just so y'all know.
1: Not coming to the cookout.
0: Nope, not coming to the cookout. Uh, Ray Lewis.
1: No. No, Ray Lewis. No. Too unpredictable. On two knees? (laughs) What was that about? What was that about? (laughs) No. No, Ray Lewis. Not coming to the cookout. He said on two knees. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag
0: on two knees. What was he doing? He said he was praying. Sir, you need to pray that Uh, you need to get your shit together because I was so offended. Mm. I wish he would have just stood up. What is he doing?
1: Yeah, Ray took the wrong side. Ray met with Trump.
0: Yo, everybody who's hmm. met with Trump is not allowed to come to the cookout.
1: Not coming to the cookout. Sorry, Steve
0: Harvey. Yeah. Sorry, Chris Chrisette Michelle. I know you're trying to make it right. Yeah. But sorry.
1: Kanye. Kanye.
0: Con- oh, Kanye. Kanye. So Kanye can't come to the cookout.
1: Unless he's got a hot album.
0: That was blonde. <laughs> hot album. Yeah, cause yeah, cause cause he that was blonde, Kanye, and I feel like he was going through something. True. New Kanye is like, you know, he's he's True. chill.
1: We might give him a yeah. second look.
0: Yeah. Yeah. If he brings the it was babies. Block, yeah. The babies are cute. Photo ops. Photo, photo ops <laughs> with North and Saint. Selfies. Selfies. Um, all right. We have a blue wall on our set that has okay. 225 or so images of black people from history. That means something mm. to the community, to me in particular. Uh, Problematic faves are not on the wall. So no Bill Kay. Cosby's. Kay. No R. Kelly's. Ooh. It's tough.
1: R. Kelly, definitely not on the
0: wall. No. No.
1: Should be in the prison cell.
0: Correct. Yeah. He should be on that wall, Mm -hmm. tallying up the days until he gets out, which will hopefully be infinity. Mm. I said he needs to uh, get in his Jeep, drive past the chocolate factory, and check into a jail. Yes. Um, (laughs) Check into like a hotel. (laughs) 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 Oh, why are we not talking about R. Kelly? I talked about it on the show, and you know what I got back on social media? What's that? Stop trying to take a black man down. Mm. Why? Why are we not ready to talk about it, Michael Skolnick? And by we, I mean black people, including you. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care if you're white.
1: <laughs> I think after the Best Why? of Both World tours, you know, we should have right? let that go. Correct. Like, lock him the up. The music isn't yeah. even that good anymore. not happening.
0: I can see how Chris Brown's a conflict, because the music's so great, if that's your argument, it's not mine. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I'm just saying, R. Kelly, he's not even giving us hits like that.
1: No, R. Kelly should be in prison. Ugh, R. No R. Kelly should question. be in prison. There's no question.
0: Uh, ugh. I'm still so mad about Aaliyah. Anyway... All right, so we're going to guess who's on the wall. All right, so Martin Luther King.
1: I mean, yes, you know, that's centerpiece. Easy.
0: That's easy. I told, I told the audience last night that he's not up there. <laughs> they were like, why? He like, like Delilah. Yes. I was like, I'm kidding. He's up there. He's huge. He and Richard Pryor are like the biggest ones up there. Um, Martin Lawrence.
1: I love Martin Lawrence. He's got to be on the wall.
0: He is. He's up there. Hey, Martin's our lead-in. We love Martin. We love Martin. He's <laughs> reruns of Martin give us good ratings. <laughs> That's how most of people find our show. If you just happen to be looking for old Martin reruns, <laughs> and then I just start talking <laughs> around about eleven o'clock. <laughs> oh my God! LL Cool Jay-Z on the wall.
1: I'm conflicted in L.L. Are you? Yeah.
0: Why? LL he just has, got his Kennedy Center honor.
1: Congratulations to yeah. L.L. for that. But, you know, from Queens, but, you know, Russell, you know, signed L.L., but L.L. said a lot of Republican things over the past yeah. number of years. And um, I love L.L., but I think, like, he might be a Republican. Mm. And... He might, you know, like he didn't he didn't, well, you, he didn't yeah. come out against Trump, and when he received the Kennedy Center, everybody else did. He didn't say anything, right? So, like, I would give him uh, a give picture. Him a question mark. I'd a, give picture, him a picture, but, but it's, small. it's
0: small. Is he on the wall, guys? I don't remember. Oh, I guess he's not. Mm. I guess he's not. Maybe I had the same thought when I was picking the wall. Although I will tell you this, I say this every time too. It's not that I omitted certain people. It's that we got to 200 and couldn't fit anymore, mm. and so I just realized that there were a lot of great black people. It's actually a really cool, like, we should invite, like, a college or a, oh, not college, because you should know it by college, but, like, you know, like a junior high, high school class to come and, like, list all the people that are on the wall, and then I'll actually have a comprehensive list of all the people that I put up
1: there. Tarana Burke? We should get well, her Well, listen, wall. I need
0: Tarana Burke yeah. just in my on life, period, on yeah. the show. Actually... That's not a bad idea. We don't have guest segments. That's the problem. Mm. We don't have tw- we don't have time because we're only once have a week. Have a podcast. We should. Yeah. Done. Done. Look at Michael Skolnick making yeah. us better.
1: Associate producer.
0: Appreciate you. You'll get the credit. <laughs> Listen. I don't g- need
1: it. I don't yeah. need it. Give her the credit. Well, no one
0: gets paid to make yeah. this podcast anyway, so you can sure. have all the credit. <laughs> Thank you. Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Free bottle of water. <laughs>
0: Uh, Michael Skolnick, you are an absolute joy, a pleasure. And all of the work that you're doing is so important. Can you give people a quick rundown of the things that you've got going on right now?
1: Yeah, well, coming up on the one-year anniversary of the Women's March. So um, sending love to them. There's a book coming out that uh, my uh, much better half, Paola Mendoza, who is the artistic director beow, of the beow, Women's beow, March, beow. Shout out. Uh, has helped put She's together amazing. with her two uh, colleagues, Sarah Sophie Flicker and Cassidy uh, mm. Fenley. And the book comes out January 16th. It's a how they did the Women's March. Nice. So um, that's the most important thing right now in, in, in my life is just uplifting the amazing work of the folks in the ground, DACA um, yes. and 800,000 young people who uh, Trump has manufactured a bullshit crisis for them. It's ridiculous. Uh, we want a deal by the end of the year. So um, if you don't know anything about DACA, look up DACA on, on Google and, and, and support young people yep. um, who are fighting for their lives.
0: Yeah. All right. This has been absolutely fantastic. Give it up for Michael Skolnick, everybody. <laughs> um, he is fantastic. Where can people catch you on social media? Hit him with your handle at
1: Barack Obama.
0: That is not yours. <laughs> I know you said you could come to the cookout, but you well, do not get look, that handle.
1: Um, at Michael Skolnick, yes. uh, is all my handles on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram.
0: It's just a bunch of K's. Just put a bunch. No, yeah. only two. <laughs> only a
1: please. Let's two. stop it. too Jeff Sessions can take the third. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I love it. Thank you so much for being here. Hey guys, that is it. We have wrapped up another edition of the Rundown Podcast. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening. Please rate us. Why don't you? But only if you're going to give us a good rating, obviously. Um, (laughs) let your friends know to download the podcast. And every Thursday, we will see you at eleven o'clock ten p.m. Central on BET for a little show called The Rundown with Robin D. And no matter what color you are, stay black. See you guys.